Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. This is Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta. And we're in the West End today. We're in the historic West End of Atlanta. And as you know, we just had a midterm election that shocked the world. Yeah, I'm going to say it shocked the world because because we had a candidate that was the Secretary of State, uh, Mr. Kemp, who was running for governor, which is a white male, and he was down about five points in the polling, meaning that uh, meaning that Stacey Abrams had uh, like uh, like forty like forty six percent of the vote was scheduled to go to her and maybe like about 41 percent was going to be going to uh, uh, Mr. Kemp but somehow this man was able to use his position he didn't he didn't uh, resign from being the secretary of state while he was running for governor and he used his office to to uh Let's say, let's say, purge the uh, voter registration uh, uh, tallies, and and he 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 purged thousands of uh, of voters, and so we caught this in time. Uh, my organization, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, was able to file suit against him. Uh, our leadership filed suit against them, and a couple of other organizations joined in, uh, but it was too much too late. And we had one of the, I, I would have to call it an upset, because we thought that at least we would have a runoff because the, because the, 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 the vote was so close. And, uh, and it turned out that, that, uh, that right now Kemp was, you know, at the end of the voting day, Kemp was in the was in the lead, and uh, and so now we are in a situation where we are trying to rectify that situation right now because we believe that Stacey Abrams should be our next governor. Well, she's a black female, uh, and she's been she's ran an outstanding campaign, and uh, and we're trying to rectify that situation now. So. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And when I tell you that racism and that prejudice and that hate is real in America, it's time for people to start listening. I remember years ago when I first started this campaign, people were telling me like, oh, Reverend Gant, come on, you still in that black and white days and all that? And, 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 
<laughs> I looked at them like they were crazy because they were looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> but now, now that now that we've had eight years of, of the presidency of President Obama, and now uh, we are seeing the real true face of America. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We have a lot of guests on the line today, and we're dealing with Psalms. 83 verses 2 through 4 and and what I'm telling you right now is that, that you know we we're asked, we we were talking last week about the changing role of our women in the church and the changing role of our women in the black community and the changing role of our women in in our families and we had to ask ourselves the question well where is the man where is the man and and psalms psalms uh 83 verses 2 through 4 kind of answers that question it's not that the black man is not there it's not that the black man don't care it's because there is systematic things that has been instituted that has been done to hinder the black man from from taking on the dominant role from taking on the the role that he's supposed to play in the black family, in the black church, in the black politics. So we're going to be dealing with those topics today. Uh, I have a call on the line. If I have a call on the line right now, I want you to go ahead on and introduce yourself. Uh, Come on in, caller. Caller. Hello. Okay, hang on, brother. Let me walk it. Let me walk it through. Let me walk everybody through here. This is Jonathan Simmons, the producer of the show. We're going to start here with the numbers I saw first. First, uh, the person whose phone number ends in six four zero two. Please introduce yourself. Good morning. My name is Yasher. Uh, praise him. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Fantastic. Next, the uh, person whose phone number ends in two five eight seven. Please identify yourself. Bishop Doctor Tanya Sumner Brown. Thank you. God bless everyone. Carry on, Reverend Gant. All right. Glory to God. Glory to God. Dr. Tanya, you're, you're on the line. Or I can hardly hear you. Uh, hold on. Let me see what I can do about that. Okay. Can you hear me better? Yes. Hear okay. you. Hear you. Hear you fine. I hear you fine. Yesha, yes. can you hear her fine? I can, sir. Yes, I hear everyone well. All right. All right. All right. Let me deal with Psalms 83, Psalms 83, verse 2. Behold, the enemy makes a turmoil, and those who hate you have lifted up their heads. Verse 3, they have taken crafty counsel against your people and consult together against your shelter ones. Verse 4, they have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation. Verse 5. For they have consulted together with one consent. They form confederacies against you. This is what mm-hmm. has happened to black America. This is, what, this is what is taking place in our society right now today. And as we answer this question today... With the changing role of our women, with the changing role of our women in the church, 
with the changing role of our women in the family, with the changing role of our women in government, what brought about that change? What brought about that change? I mean, when I when I first started in the ministry and I was a young preacher in the Baptist Church, uh, Lamb of God Missionary Baptist Church, uh, there was no such thing as women preachers. It was it was just not it was not there. It didn't happen. Okay, the only way we seen a woman that was in a pastoral position was in the Pentecostal church or in the Holiness church. What brought about what brought about that change? All right, and I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to you, Bishop. I'm gonna let you come on in and answer that. Well, um, you know I'm a psychologist, so I uh-huh. think a lot of things. Uh, took place. Number one, I think back in the day, um, we had to be quiet and maintain our role as wives and mothers and all of that other stuff. And we were we were conditioned to to take a lower step and let our husbands and men shine. But as they bought into the world that corporate America put in front of them the drugs and the alcohol and all that other stuff, we found ourselves heading the family as opposed to being the person underneath the man. And I think that played a role. Then I want to talk about how we as African-Americans struggle with our mental health issues. Our Caucasian friends have been trying to wear their therapist as a badge of honor. I'm in therapy. My therapist said, I go to counseling. We still associate counseling with the word crazy. So we don't uh-huh. need the help that we need. Many of us are struggling with some form of mental health, whether it's bipolar, depression, PTSD, ADHD. We're struggling with different um, facets of the mental health field, and we won't go get help. And we know we need help. But another thing that has happened is that our dysfunction has become our norm. I watched my father beat my mother every weekend. I watched him beat me because I was jumping on his back trying to stop him from beating her. And so many of us have dysfunctional families. Many of us have been raped, have been assaulted, have been abused, have been robbed of not just Uh money, but many things. And we don't go get that help that we need. In fact, in order to go into one of my doctoral programs, I was told you had to have a year. And this was a Doctor of Sacred Theology through Emory University, Interdenominational Theological Center, and Columbia, Columbia Theological Center. It was a tribe program uh, called Doctor of Sacred Theology. And they said you had to have a year of therapy. Well, I mean, I, I have all this college, and I'm a certified genius. What do I need with some counseling? So when I started taking the therapy, I realized how bad I needed the therapy. So at the end of that first year, my doc, my teachers were all psychologists and psychiatrists, and I asked them, well, can I take another year? I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. So if we all try to work on self in the beginning because the self is not right, nothing's right. So uh-huh. if we all try to work on self, you know, I was in college, and I'm going to just throw this out there because I'm talking to preachers. I was in college with drug addicts, alcoholics, rapists, you know, and we we condoned all that. And so as the church, and you and I talked about this earlier where somebody tried to check me on my Facebook page because I wasn't talking God's language. 
and they wanted to tell me that as quote, which they quoted Bishop, I should be saying that God's got this. I, well, of course he has it, but in the meantime, a whole lot of other things go on. And so while he has it, people do die. So God is good, but people do die. So at the end of the day, we need to get help. We need to figure out what's going on with us and who God is and who God is in our life. But back to women, we've had to step up. I counsel women all day long um, with men who won't pay child support, men who won't come and see children. I counsel children who say, I don't know if I want to see him. He ain't did nothing for me. So that that's another piece of that puzzle. And then finally, we have folks that have nothing better to do than sit in office making laws and rules for black folks, okay? So three that's right. men walking together is a gang law. Okay, it could be three brothers. It doesn't matter. Or um, the it's, it's so many different laws right now. Rico, we got all kinds of laws that all they have to do is sit and make laws for black people. You know, right? So like we, like the sag and pass laws, the sag and pass law. The, yep, the yep, yep, you know, yep. if they see, if they see, if they see, and, and, I, and me, I was a military policeman, so. You know, I used to I used to watch these guys doing racial profiling all the time. They they see a car with four black boys riding in it, they want to pull it over. But exactly. you know, they can see a car full of Mexicans or full of white boys, and they won't even they won't even stop that car. But if they see a car with with four, you know, they riding four deep, what we used to call it. You know, they're gonna pull that car over, and chances <laughs> are they're gonna find some drugs or they're gonna find a gun. All right. All right, uh, Brother Yasha, I'm going to have to let you come in uh, with your comments, and then we're going to get into uh, then we want to get into uh, Psalms uh, 83. And 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 Doctor, while while you were while you were talking, uh, uh, Bishop, you know what? I I in the dope traps in uh, in the projects here in Atlanta, which I go to regularly. I go out there and see them regularly. Uh, some some young boys I mentor out there in Thomasville, when I talk to these young boys in the dope trap, Bishop, you know, they, those boys are suffering from, from, from PTSD, just like they've been to war. I mean, like I see right. soldiers who are suffering from, from mental anguish. It's like they, it's like they're, it's like they're at war 24 seven and they're not even seeking any kind of help or any kind of mental health or anything. So you brought up a, a powerful point there. All right, go ahead, Mr. Yeshua. Let me tell you real quick. That's because they don't know. One of my key issues I'm working on right now. I can is hardly to hear talk you. About, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I said one of our key issues I'm working on right now is to talk about the PTSD that most of us walk with. That's going undiagnosed and untreated because we don't even know what uh-huh. happened. Right. Well, um, uh, first of all, I'm listening to the conversation and I agree with a lot of things that's being said. Yes, but all of this is yeah has something to do with Psalms 83. Um, so Psalms 83 is talking about when the kingdom of Israel was one nation, and the Father said, "I'm gonna rip it from your hands because you decided not to do what I said to do." And then something called the League of Nations, which is the sons yeah. of Esau and Japheth and all of them, which became the United Nations. Um, took control of the children of Israel as their slaves. So they took you and sold you through something called the African diaspora, and you've been sent all around the world as their slaves. So we talk about joining a government office to change a system that's designed to control their slaves. 
You are a slave in this system. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's true. They never changed slavery. We are still two, three-fifths of a human being. All the laws in this nation are, concern, are controlled to control their slave population because the slave population generates all the money. The number one consumer in the whole world, which is a Bible verse that says that you will be in want for everything, Deuteronomy 20 chapter, because you don't want to keep his law, children of Israel, you're going to be in want of everything. As a matter of fact, you're going to, have a, you're going, you're going to, be, you're going to run at the shaking of a leaf because black people will take off running for anything, and they'll run together at any time they see any problems. So Psalms 83 is talking about us. We are not going to ever win in this government because the word says it ain't going to happen. So I just don't understand why we keep trying to utilize a system that you clearly see is tricked. I'm from Florida. I remember when Jeb Bush himself said, get those, excuse me, so get those Negroes, well, the, the meaner way to say that, get those Negroes out of my office, and George Bush went on with his brother who ran the office and, and took the presidency. I, I was there. Nobody's going to lie to me about that. So they're going to fake and trick all of their systems to continue to work in their favor because it's their systems. That's We're talking right, about exactly. a system. That's theirs. And then we say, okay, well, well, okay, our women have had to step up. No, they put you in that place. If we just That's go back true. in time, we were slaves, right? First you couldn't get married. Now we want you to marry, so we gonna, you're going to marry the way we say marriage, so you're going to do the Negro marriage. Okay, now go be a sharecropper, black man. No, we're going to kick in the door, rape you, kill you. We don't want you to work. You keep running and hustling. And we're going to keep beating you and destroying you, which is why you have PTSD, which only means that you have a, a past traumatic stressful syndrome that you never dealt with. Black people as a whole suffer from post traumatic stress syndrome that they never deal with. And because of that we never dealt with it's never been we've never dealt with. Mm -hmm. So this is this is a perpetual issue that all of us walk by. That's why black men can't walk by each other and say hello. Because you've been taught from the movie Django, if you've seen the movie Django, you've been taught to hate and destroy and kill your brother every day. That's why them young black brothers are standing in shy. They call Chicago (laughs) Chirac or Iraq. Because you are fighting and killing yourself. So all all of this is one story, guys. You're talking about the it white is. man who control you. You're talking about the That's white right. man you con- who control you. You're saying we're going to enter his system and, like you say, we're going to enter a system and change it from the inside. Well, you just ain't because they have it in the rules that you can't do it. So right. we're trying to do the best we can in the system that we are because that's what type of people we are. We're just going to continue to make it through and find a way through it. But to be honest, the system has been created from the United Nations, which the major system of the United Nations is Rome, London, England, and the military part of the United States. They make their money and their power from the children of Israel who don't even know who they are because Chinese people are from China, Russians are from Russia, and we are called African-Americans, and there's 50-plus countries in Africa that they never tell us which one from. And then when you get the African, when he comes, he don't tell you who we are. So now what I'm saying is that there's a system in place to destroy the children of Israel for as long as they continue to not walk directly in the will and way of the Father in heaven. If you want any of this to stop, you talking about we're going to go to the government or we're going to go be president, we're going to go be Barack Obama. And I asked thousands of people, how many things has he done for black people? If he did want to do things for black people, didn't they stop everything he did? So what are we talking about? The only way out of this hell, out of little Egypt, as the United Nations calls America, they call they even call America little Egypt. You don't have to believe me. You can, you know, anybody in the ears who hear me, I like to prove Babylon. a lot of they prove all things and hold back. Thank you. Baby London. Babylon means baby London. You're in baby London. We speak English. The people here are from England. But anyway, that's a whole, you know, creating a scripture to be a real thing in your real life. Thing. You know, that's actual prophecy and believing in it. But, yes, you're in baby London or Babylon. 
So, but what I'm stating is, and I'm trying to get over because there's a lot of powerful people on the phone, and your, your your opinions are, are important to the people who are listening. You are in a system of destruction that ain't going to end for 400 years, which should be right around next year, uh, y'all willing. But uh, um, 19... that's where we are, God. Mm-hmm. 1619 well, well, to 2019. Well, well, yeah, the year the year 2019 should officially mark the end of that. And and President Trump gave us a gave us a letter, uh, giving mm-hmm. uh, stating that we've been here for 400 years. But that's a trap, also. We'll talk about that on right. another show. But right, right now, we here a little earlier. Today. Right now, right now. I, I need to find out if we have another call on the line because I was expecting uh, one of the other young sisters to call in. So, Mr. Simmons, do we have uh, Sister Benet on the line? Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to Bishop. Bishop, I'm going to ask you to come in and tell us. Okay. You know. You know. We 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 follow the whole system. Okay. Where where they change the welfare to like you know there can't be a man in the house uh, right. uh, if you're right. going to receive the SNAP benefits you can't you can't have this if you're going to get Section Eight you're going to have to follow these guidelines which systematically right. removes the black man out of the family mm-hmm. but the same rules right. do not apply these same rules we don't see them applying for for white people which there are more nope. white people on welfare than it is black. So so right. so how is it how did this how did this come to to affect our but community, uh, uh Bishop and and, and, yeah. and then it propelled our women to the forefront as as we were seeing right. our women become, you know, single mothers head of the household in in a lot of the right. household the women are making more money than the men. So 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 mm-hmm. I want you to, to, to deal with that for a second. Well, see, it started way back with Jimmy Lynch. We got to go talk about Why? Jimmy. Because Jimmy said really That's right. the way to perpetuate black male weakness throughout time, not just centuries, really, throughout time, is to force fear in the mama so that we can We can hardly hear you, Doc. Son. We can hardly hear you. Uh-huh. Bishop, we I, can I'm hardly getting, hear you. I'm getting pretty good. Okay, can you hear me? You can't hear me? Because I'm turned up. Okay, yeah. But Jim Lynch said the way to the force, uh, the way to perpetuate black male weakness throughout time is to force fear into the mother. And when I read that, I remember teaching my sons, I have two sons, to fear the police, fear the white man, fear him. Exactly. Because he will kill you. So we put that fear in our children. So in that fear, stop and think about the ramifications of this. On the job, the white man is the boss. So how do you go up against the white man that you've been taught to fear to get a better job, right? In the judicial system, right. I, I, I do research all the time because one of my masters is in sociology. We know that when they did the test with the little girls and told the little girls to pick the doll that's the cutest doll, they only picked black white doll, white even doll. a black girl. They only picked the white black doll. White doll. And when they asked That's the right. black doll, black girls, why did you pick the black doll? Because she's ugly. Why didn't you pick her? Because she's ugly. We've been taught self-hatred with the image of the perfect blue-eyed blonde. Yes, in the judicial system, the lighter-skinned people get less time. The darker you are, the more time you get. 
I see kids all the time in counseling that are talking about their complexion. They hate themselves. The darker the child, the worse the self-hatred is. And I'm saying, but you are mm-hmm. stunning. You're a beautiful young lady. Dr. Brown, you my therapist. You have to tell me that. No, I don't have to tell you that. I wish it was a way you could see what I see. Because the darker you are, the more beautiful you are. When I was in yeah. um, Africa, and I went to the Coptic church, which, which is the very first church. Those people are jet black, shiny, jet black, stunning, beautiful, gorgeous, jet, jet black. But we've been conditioned to hate ourselves. We the 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 juxtapose the light skin with the dark skin situation so that the master's kids, the light of the kids, the master's kids got the good jobs, they got good housing, they got good homes, they got to stay in the big house, you know. So we've always been mm-hmm. headed against each other. Now, take it to the female. We got the job. We got to be the, the, the laundry. We suckled they their babies. We got to be in the house to cook. See what I mean? So we always had a tiny air of arrogance because that's how it is by design. Then, even during the time that you're speaking of, we always had men. Come on now. We had men living in the house. We just didn't have their clothes in the house. So we hid their clothes that's when right. the social worker came <laughs> to the house. We ain't never yep, been without I remember that. We ain't never been without yeah, men. Because I, I remember when I was growing up, they had men, trust me, but the men just could they had to hide the clothes, tell the kids that's that right. ass that no, there's no man in the house. You know, no, my daddy don't come here. We were taught to lie because we had to tell our kids, <laughs> No, my daddy don't come here. The, what, the, who else stays here? Just me and my mommy or me and my sisters and brothers. So we've always had men. Now, what happened with that was, and I don't even think at that time we had the arrogance to go with that because we understood who the man was back in the day. But then in, in, in 1980, I was in college working on an undergraduate in psychology, no, sociology, on my sociology. And one of the things that I read was by the year 2000, it would be as many blacks in America. And that stuck with me. Even today, it, stuck, it sticks with me. What that meant was we were going to take over. So the next thing we had was crack and, and mm-hmm. um, AIDS. So they, they uh-huh. found a way to annihilate us and help us annihilate each other because it came to our community. When a white person accidentally got a taste of it, they had homes for them way out in the boondocks that blacks couldn't get accepted in to get clean. Okay? So all that's been set up by design. But now what happened is All of with, the, with, the, with the when they drop crack and when they drop um, AIDS in our community, talk about crack. The brothers saw that as an escape, a way to find some money because they did. They were dropping out of school in the tenth and eleventh grade. They didn't. They couldn't. They didn't have. And in, in many cases, I remember my father saying, "I had holes in my shoes. I had cardboard in my shoes." I had to walk all these miles and all that other stuff. So it was hard on us because they have the white superiority and they have white privilege. So they take care of each other. We were separated during slavery. We were sent to different parts of the country to keep us from our husbands and our wives and our children. And so we never got that collectiveness back that we had in Africa. In Africa, my brother's my brother. You can come in my house and take my car keys, take my everything, because it's one village. It's one family. I'm, when I was in college, mm-hmm. a lot of Africans whose kids were in Africa with auntie, because auntie is still mom. It doesn't matter. That's how close that family was. 
But we came over here and we got caught up in the I, me, and mine because of the way we were separated and sent to different um, places to be with other people's families and not our own. We still buy into that. Okay, we're coming down to our last minute. Mm -hmm. This is a 30-minute show, Mm -hmm. so uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you all to – I'm going to ask I'm going to ask my brother Prince to come in and give give his closing remarks. Then I'm going to ask you to go ahead and give your uh closing remarks and and uh end us out in prayer. Okay, praise God. Yes. Yes, well, uh yes sir. It's always a great con- a great opportunity to talk about uh our family and how to get us in a better situation. Um you know, I thank the Father for just this just this dialogue. But yes, we are in a system. And history tells us the system. You went from being free to sharecroppers, from sharecroppers that we're not going to give you the job till we're going to shoot <laughs> you and burn crosses, and then we're going to give your woman the job, and then we're going to put you in jail, put you in war, throw crack mm-hmm. in your community. So everything mm-hmm. is something that you can continue to look at, and all of it's been a government form and a government issue that the government themselves put together. If you all have any time to look up Way Rick Roth. Okay, not the okay, Burge, we're down to it. Yes. Yes, sir. We're, yes, sir. I'm sorry. We're down to, yeah, we're down to 60 seconds. So I'm going to ask her to go ahead, go ahead and you, give sir. her closing remarks and eat us out in prayer. Yes, sir. I just want to, I want to um, give a handshake and a big up to all the brothers because all our brothers are not bad. We have some awesome daddies. We have some awesome husbands. We have some awesome, you know, real fathers and men in our homes and in our communities. And I just want to. And, and do that, but I just want to, Father God, let us just right now say that you are King of Kings, you are Lord of Law of Lords, you are everything that we need, and we have to find a way to get you infiltrated in this new society. Nobody's Christian anymore. Nobody says they're religious or they're spiritual. I don't know what that means, but Father, we need you to okay. just reach down, We're down to ten seconds. We're down okay, to ten was, seconds. Okay. okay. So this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast and and we've gotten short on time. So let us end out in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for this show. We ask that you bless, that you increase, that you multiply and that these yes. words find that these words find us and unlock our hearts and minds. Yes. We give you all the honor, we yes. give you all the glory. Father God, we give you all the praise. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom. You still there? I'm still I'm yeah, I'm still here. <laughs>